Please listen carefully. G'day. You're listening to City Speak with Greg Van and Stephen Yarwood, a podcast about cities by people who love cities and want you to love your city too. So, um, hi, Greg. Yeah, hello, Stephen. Oh, now, I've got to start with saying it is a beautiful day in Brisbane today. Oh, it is, isn't it, hey? So, you know, the morning in Brisbane is, is quite spectacular. Sitting here and, uh, you know, looking outside at that beautiful blue sky, it's not bad, is it? No, well, on top of that, I've had the privilege of taking your dog for a walk. Your dog is called Peanut, which I think is a great yeah. name for a dog. Yeah. Um, and I'd just like to explain that if I could, you know. Go why, for why, it. why she's called Peanut. I mean, she's partly the colour of a peanut. And the size. Yeah, it's about the size of a peanut. She comes from Kingaroy. That's where we actually picked her up, which is the place that produces peanuts in Queensland. And uh, at times she has the brain at the size of a peanut. So basically there's there's a number of reasons for calling you that. Having walked your dog this morning, I'm not going to disagree with any of that, yeah. but that's okay. But walking the dog is, is something that, that people do in cities, isn't it? Which it is. probably gets us to our topic for today. Yeah, bang on segue. Well done. This is something that we're both really passionate about, the opportunity to encourage people to see their city and hopefully see their city in a different light. I sum it up by just, just saying, you know, look closer. Because yep. there's a lot going on and, and people uh, in their day-to-day experiences of cities don't always, you know, the idea of um, people rush through the present and the more that you can slow things down a bit and actually watch what's going on about you, the more you'll enjoy life, but the more you'll enjoy cities. Mm. Well, there's a whole pile of stuff there that's really coming to the fore now in terms of mindfulness and, you know, uh, awareness and and being mindful of the moment and, and the, the opportunities to sort of stop and realise that you've got to be in the present, isn't there? Oh, that's right. And then, you know, without getting too deep about it, I mean, really all we have at any point in time is the present. You know, mm. we, we've had the past and we haven't had the future yet, so all we have right now is the present. Well, that's also seeing you sitting in this thing, you know, when you do sometimes go to another city, you're on a mission to find things. Yeah. And so it's that... Yeah. It's that hunt. You know, it's interesting that the whole idea about what how people get to know cities, when we go to other cities, uh, you know, one of the things that people often do is just walk. And, 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 you know, lots of friends that I know, they go places, they'll tell you they walk way more in other cities than they ever do in their own city. Mm. And they do that because the walking speed and the level of your eyes when you're walking, it, it gives you a completely different experience yep. to, say, being in a car or, or mm. you know, um, even on a bike or on a bus. So it's, it's, it's the idea way to get to know a place uh, you know you and i catch planes a lot what are those things that fly you know the planes yeah, yeah that have those magazines buses they, with wings yeah that's it and they um they often have that interview someone you know what what do you do you know someone famous gets interviewed about you know different yep. things and they say how do you what's the first thing you do when you get to a city and overwhelmingly people say well, i just get out and walk mm. and mm. and that's because as a human animal that's how we you know that's the best way to get to know stuff yeah um, yeah. Also, uh, people who are travelling a lot, I, I watched a video about um, joggers and they sort of said that was another thing too. There was a rock band and and they all, they're all joggers and they find that they're in a different city every two or three days. So the opportunity to get out and go for a run, which sort of is walking on steroids, is an opportunity to get out and explore the city on foot as well. So Yeah, that's it. Just as a little segue there too. So David Byrne, you know, is a lead singer of Talking Heads. Yep. He he used to take a uh, folding bicycle everywhere he went on, on tour. That's so, cool. So he used to get out and ride, and you know, just ride the city and have all these adventures. Mm. You know, he was a bit of a wild dude, you know, and, uh, and he wrote a book called The Bicycle Diaries, which was basically the 
compilation of all the notes he made over many years of riding bikes in cities. And it's a really beautiful way of saying that's how he got to know city. Yeah. And I must tell you, I was doing some work here in Brisbane yesterday and I had a lovely lady come up to me and say, last time I met you, Stephen, you were one of the Lord Mayors and I was taking you and all the Lord Mayors on a cat tour of of Brisbane. And she said, you were the only one that was interested in the city. (laughs) Now, I don't want to have a go at anyone else, (laughs) but it was that real sense that um, I'd really get a buzz out of this sort of stuff. Um, But I think everyone does it. And it's that tourist thing. Let's, if nothing else, just capture the energy of what it's like to land in another city, you know, get in at night time, go to bed, wake up in the morning in a hotel. I call it the New York syndrome, where you wake up at four or five o'clock in the morning and think, right, I've just got to get out there and see and do. And of course, even four or five o'clock in the morning, this is something I wanted to touch on. Seeing a city in different light is amazing. You know, seeing yeah, the city wake the different, up. Different moods. Yeah. Seeing the city go to sleep. Yeah. You know, those sorts of things. I think there's so many good um, different perspectives. You can do the same walk in, you know, seven or eight different time zones over a course of a 24-hour period and, and see, experience and feel different things can't you yeah yeah they're really really much very much so and so i I guess if you get back to the whole theme of our podcast about you know learning to love your city just slowing it down and uh and and actually watching what's going on around your city and when you're experiencing day to day or taking a moment to be looking at that what's going on around you in the present not thinking about oh gee i've got to hurry because i've got to do this next thing that i'm just about to do um is, is a great way to actually get to know your where you live so much better Mm. and i find i I don't know i think some people are just naturally wired different ways and i find i do it all the time i like to take a moment and and see well there's a part of the city that i've been in plenty of times and i've never noticed that Mm. and and, i I also call it the random left turn yeah sometimes um, i'm just walking along i'm meant to be going somewhere and i just go what's down there (laughs) and i did it yesterday actually i was walking back to 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 your place here and um, it was a 45, it was a 50-minute walk, and uh, I, I saw something down a laneway, and I had to go down there and have a yeah. look. Yeah, so. well, that sense of adventure in cities, yeah. you know, that, that it's very much a great way to do it. I, I was in Paris a few years ago with some friends, and, and they del- we deliberately set out to get lost. You know, we mm-hmm. sort of thought we, we're going to try and make sure that we get lost, though, that we get to a point in that city that we just don't know where we are. And it, it actually was harder than we thought, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. And a couple of quick tips. Well, there's a couple of segues there. I want to talk about some a French word in a moment. But yep. you talk about getting lost. And one tip I would give people for exploring cities, especially uh, interstate or overseas, if you don't have phone connection, um, is if you download your Google Maps beforehand... When you've got Wi-Fi or When you've got Wi-Fi, even when you don't have Wi-Fi yeah. and you're not connected to the internet, um, your phone will triangulate and show you where you are. Yeah, so, yeah the GPS still works on yeah, your phone. Without, know, without, without people yeah. don't even know that. Yeah, um, yeah, and yeah. so you can't, if you really know what you're doing, yeah, you, you can't, can't get, get lost. lost. Yeah. But I have to say there's been plenty of places where name an old town, the old part of Delhi, the old part of you know, anywhere, it's so easy to get yeah. So easy to get lost, uh, which is good fun, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So you know, I mean, so let's let's break this down a bit. I just sort of think of a few little ideas of personal experiences that that we've had. I, as you're staying at my house here in Rosalie, 
in Brisbane and, and we're fortunate to live near the governor's backyard, I call it. So the, mm. the governor of Queensland is, down the road. is just down the road and, and then he's got the beautiful piece of woodland as their backyard and, and I can see that from my bedroom. And so when I wake up in the morning, I often see that, you know, the, the artist's hour, the pink light of dawn on the trees and so the gum trees in there glow pink. Mm. And it's extraordinary. And because we're in the subtropics, they only do it for five minutes. You know, if you're yep. in a temperate place, you know, it might be half an hour or an hour. But uh, it's just a magical part of the day and a part of the city that I love, you know, and I experience most days. So the, the simple things like that just can give you great joy. It's a combination of nature, you know, at work and, and your city. Mm. Oh, and just in terms of those sorts of things, when I was Lord Mayor, one of the things I did in Adelaide was watch the nighttime economy. And so I consciously started in the, in the clubbing nighttime economy precinct of Adelaide at Heine Street at about 6 p.m., and just had jeans, t-shirt, just as completely nondescript as possible. Yep. And they didn't wear the chains. No, 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 uh, okay. no, 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 no. I didn't wear the uh, the the weight <laughs> of the community. It was quite heavy. Let's have that conversation another time. I stayed there until six a.m. and so I did a twelve-hour stint wow. where I just watched the nighttime economy fire up. Yeah, and and it was just this amazing process of observation, yeah. which in itself was a night. Well, I won't forget. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and, and talk about, you know, my love of cities. Let's just leave that one alone. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that, that cities have moods like, like people and, and they, those moods change through the day and, mm-hmm. and they change with what activity is going on. And most of us don't realise, but we love being with other people. We love being in places where, as a species, we're hurting, where we're together mm. as a group and doing something or going about our separate business, but, but we're all part of it. And it gives us energy for most of the time without people realising it. Although I think that people know that they mm-hmm. like to do it, mm-hmm. they, but they don't actually think about they just do it because they like it, but they don't really realise what they're doing. Oh, completely. It's always interesting to see people lining up to go into one shop, yet the cafe right next door serving the same thing is completely empty. Yeah. That's one yeah. of those examples. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, in that case, I always go to the, the one without the queue because I figure that's, you know, I'd rather get a coffee quicker than, you know, it can't be that much better. I'm <laughs> a little bit the same, but let's, uh, yeah, lining up for things. That reminds me. That's um, our English heritage, I yeah, think. You, know, I you think see so. a queue and you get in it, don't you? You know, you don't really know what it's <laughs> yeah. for. But, I yeah. wouldn't. I wouldn't wouldn't know because I try and avoid those things. So everyone loves to people watch. I guess is the theme. Yeah, there. that's the whole yep. point. And 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 I've had so many conversations with people who say, "Oh, I just love people watching." Yeah. And um, unless I'm mistaken, I'm not sure who doesn't. And if anyone doesn't love people well, watching, let yeah, us know. I, I remember reading, you know, some some years ago that Jan Gell and his people that do all that sort of evidence based analysis of cities ask people what their favourite activities are, and they put on the list people watching which is something that people don't normally think of as an activity. They'd think of it as photography or, you know, mm-hmm. walking or something. And so, uh, and it always rates in people's top three. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, we as a species, we, we love to watch ourselves, oh. you know. Oh, yeah. 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 There's and, no doubt about it. And and so I, uh, the other thing I think that, you know, sort of like cities prove to us is that the French cafes make no bones about it, do they? They don't sort of arrange the the outside seating looking at each other it's, across the table. They all look straight at the street. It's pretty potent stuff. Europe, yeah. yeah, for sure. Europe does that, absolutely. And they also face the sun uh, often too, yeah. just yeah. in terms of speaking of which, you've, you've chucked. French in there twice. I've got to take this opportunity. Did I really? Yeah. Mood. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sacre bleu. Anyway, I'm going to be terrible. 
Zut alors. Yeah. Yeah. Je ne parle pas français. So, excusez-moi. What I wanted to do is take this people observation stuff to the next level. Yeah. Okay. And this is something that I got exposed to a good 25 years ago and I've never forgotten it. And it's one of these rare sort of things that not too many people tend to know about. And it's the term le flaneur, which you've heard, haven't yes, you? Yes, yes. Yeah. So yeah, It doesn't mean the flannel. No. No. No, it actually means, um, it means the watcher, the observer. Yes. Uh, the loafer, the stroller, the lounger, the sorterer. It's about this art of observation. It's about someone who actually walks out of the door of their home with the conscious decision that what they're going to physically do that day is just go and perv. Yeah, just go and, go and experience the city. Yeah, just yep. go out there yep. and watch. Yeah, um, it, it is a city-based term, isn't it? It's, oh, it's about sure. doing this in cities. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was actually um, invented um, uh, by a, um, a Baudelaire, who was a... A uh, poet, philosopher, one of those Renaissance kind of people. And then it was picked up a little bit later on in history uh, around this notion of actually turning it into a real thing. Like yeah, the, this thing yeah. that it's not just people watching, it's an art. And so I have to admit, you know, I've, I've taken that on board. And there, there have been days where I've, especially in other cities... Uh, where I've just decided, well, that's all I'm going to do today. I'm just yeah. going to disappear. I'm going to separate myself from the city. I'm not going to be a shopper. I'm not going to participate in the city. I'm going to remove myself and actually be on the outside looking in a little bit like the Matrix in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just an observer, really. You're, mm. you're kind of the, the, the fly on the wall watching what's going on. Fly on the wall is yeah. a perfect way of so describing it. You don't have to take a whole day. The thing about this, I think, is that you can take five or ten minutes. Yeah, and, and channel it. And channel it, you know. So, mm. you know, as you know, I'm a fan of coffee, and you, know, you don't mind a coffee either. But one of the reasons people like to be in coffee shops is because they get to do that. You mm. know? They, they, yeah, they can have some quiet time, they can catch up with people, but a lot of the times, you know, it's just a matter of having a coffee and watching the city go by and just sort of see what, what it's doing. And it, it's, it's, uh, it can be quite enthralling mm. um, and, and it can be, you know, you do learn a lot and, and it, I, I find it really, you know, it, it gives me energy. Yeah, and it's a conversation starter, something I do with my, uh, my kids occasionally or, or, or a friend if we're doing a bit of people watching, I might actually start with saying, okay, let's look at their shoes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I haven't tried that one. That's a good one. Yeah. Because, you know, it's that old adage you can you can sort of glean something from somebody's shoes. Yeah. But if you sort of start with really zooming in on something and, you know, everyone obviously has a story to tell and, you know, it, you can tell a lot from their shoes, but then, you know, you can then sort of scale out, look at the person, then you look at maybe how that person is interacting with other people. You can look at how that those people are interacting collectively or with, with physical space. It's it's always interesting to see where people walk and those goat tracks that yeah, um, those yeah. desire lines desire that lines, people yeah, they don't yeah, always yeah. follow the footpath. Where, where, the, where the grass is worn out because that's where people actually mm. want to walk rather than on the place where the concrete or the pavers are. Yeah. Yeah. Whether yeah. someone chooses to stand under a tree that's shady versus sitting on the bench that's put in the sunshine. Yeah, you know, there's yeah. all these sorts of things, and and I, I think the more we can concentrate on place, and not just do a desktop thing or look at a map, or you know, as professionals, the more we can get out there and just kind of like m literally meditate and observe, 
You know, it's this old adage of yeah. do we build cities for people to live in or do we look at how people want to live in cities and build them that way? Yeah, and, that, you know, that's great because there's the city the city builders as flaneurs, you know, that's, mm. that's, that's an important thing. But it's not just for the professionals, is it? This no. is something that everyone can do. And I, I, I don't, you don't have to understand the history of architecture. You don't have to understand what species of plants are, you're looking at or anything. But I, I think it's just really people will in, engage with their city and learn to love it more if they just – Take a minute and say, I actually feel really comfortable in this place. Mm. I don't really know why, but mm. that's interesting, you know, and just yep. like, because we all do, there are some places that we, you know, we feel less comfortable in, other places that we feel more comfortable in, and, uh, uh, you know, there's often a reason for that. In fact, there is a, there are a lot of reasons for mm -hmm. it that when you do the science and and, and the, the analysis of the place. but And there's different ways you can do this, aren't there? I mean, Instagram's been a great thing for cities. Um, it's it's mm. you know everyone is a professional photographer in their own mind now on, yep. on Instagram you yeah. know like no, you know technique. they're not quite as good as uh, me you know but uh. <laughs> yeah, go for it go for it yeah 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 um, well that looks nice I'll take a picture of that you yeah, know I've, got, I've yeah. got a lot of those and that's that's probably a great segue to to having the conversation around what what are some of the techniques to sharpen your skills because you know I, I don't think we could just you know tell people just go out and start looking around yeah but there are certain things that you might want to do one is making the conscious decision two is sitting in a coffee coffee shop and starting with looking at shoes yeah um but the, you mentioned yeah. photography yeah photography the third one just before i get to that is that sort of just switch off in, in terms of worrying about the next thing you got to do and just enjoy walking down the street or whatever it is you are doing mm. you know yeah but photography is a, is a beauty isn't it i mean maybe we could invent the city selfie you know that you're actually taking selfies of your city not of yourself and and, and mm. so, the you know that that because people do it. Like people actually sort of see things in cities, and they're not people who are professional city people. They just go, "Wow, look at that view!" You know, and and so people are proud of their city often because they see its beauty at times of the day in particular locations. So photography, and you know, because we all carry a camera in our pocket now, it's so easy to capture that mm. and, and to actually sort of understand it. So I think photography is a great way, and social media with photography connects that notion of not only observing your city but and and loving your city but sharing your love of your city with other people you yeah know, if yeah. you know, imagine if more people were more observant posting more things going to the effort of achieving those things and it's the the love and the pride and that community civic pride that actually generates the opportunities to make the city a better place Indeed it does. And, and I think, too, it feeds on itself. So if you share something because you actually think this is really nice, whether you say you love it or not, you think it's really nice, and you get feedback to say that's, that's spectacular, that's wonderful, you mm. actually, you know, your people just swell up a bit. You know, they feel a little bit more kind of proud of their city and mm. their, their relationship with their city. So that's a really important way, I think. Sure. And I want to ask you about the next level down, which is even more time consuming urban sketching. But before I do, in terms of the photography, one thing I, I'm keen photographer as well. One thing I would really encourage people is if you're going to take photographs, take the time to get down to the ground and look up. Take yep. the time to put your camera because they're so small in your hand. You can, you know, it can be two and a half meters tall if you put if you take the photograph here. You can set yep. the timer, or you can put it on the ground and just experiment to look at things. And sometimes pick out small things. Uh, obviously, it's very easy to say, oh, there's the skyline, those sorts of things. I, so I'd, I'd really challenge people if they're going to have a bit of fun with this. One of my pet peeves when it comes to photos is people never zoom in. Yeah. So the opportunity to 
take something out of a landscape and absolutely draw into it yep. and capture it, yep. I think can be a little bit of fun. And there's a, there's a sort of a point of difference when most photographs are sort of like, you know, yeah. horizon shots. You can, and you can again, you know, there's a whole, there's a whole um, kind of basket of science and knowledge and, and technique around mm. good photography. And, and, and that's great if people are into that. But really at the bigger picture here is we just want people to use that as another way of understanding their city and actually understanding why they love it, why they why they're there, why to focus in, focus in, indeed, mm. yeah, urban sketching. Yeah, urban Tell sketching. me about so this because I don't know much the, about that's it. That's the next one. Well, well, that, that's it's an interesting movement I've only become aware of in recent years. There's a worldwide movement of people who who actually it's called urban sketches, and in essence, they are doing sketches of their city. But the rule is you have to actually be there looking at whatever it is you're sketching. You don't take a picture and do it later. So you're actually there interacting with the detail of your city. Now, these some of these people are sounds like a good excuse to travel the world. Well, you know, I, I'm going to, you know, as you know, I dabble with a bit of sketching in a, mm. in a, in a kind of a rough way. He's talking it, himself down. He's yeah, very good. Oh, that's, you know, but, you know, and what it does is actually is it, it anchors you back to that experience you had in that place at that time, you know, really, really um, profoundly. And so it's a great way and it will give you much more pleasure, I find, about that experience than just taking photos, because anyone can take photos, you know, and it just takes a bit more effort. But the urban sketches, um, they're, they're not um, just, you know, art, arty people, they're, they're doctors and nurses and, and, you know, people from all walks of life, all around the world who are doing this. So we, we interviewed a good friend, Peter Richards, uh, urban designer from Brisbane, who is, um, oh, he's, he's really into this stuff. Um, so he had a few interesting That's an things. understatement. Yeah, he does love it. And, and uh, so he had a few interesting things to say about it too so why don't we have a listen to what he's got to say urban sketching has a very clear philosophy about itself some people know about it others don't it's an international movement there's they say there's 100,000 people around the world who are involved in urban sketching and there's 280 groups around the world that actively engage with it and it's basically just drawing the places and activity and buildings of the city on location so you actually have to be on site to do it um, it's not something you draw from a, in your office or in your bedroom from a photograph or anything. It's actually being there. And, and being there makes you pause and it makes you experience the place. It makes you watch and observe. And, and my professional work has been driven by drawing for many years our, through inquiry by and workshops and consultation processes. And professionally, I believe that drawing is the best way to collaborate and engage with people to propose what a future might be. And I drew, sketched on location in the early 90s, but for 26 years I decided I was happy just to draw in the office and and part of drawing and design is visualising and imagining and and part of that is your sort of visual recall of things that you liked you know like Plaza Alfalfa in Seville how big is that plaza it's actually a really nice space why is it a nice space and I've been there and I've actually drawn it now but so we have a stock and trade of images in our heads to some extent as designers and and so when I sort of discovered the urban sketching movement actually through Instagram which is sort of funny I was I was very struck I saw all these images images of people with their books and they're holding the drawing in front of them on their phone and the, and the scene in the distance and I think that's a bit weird why are they showing that then I realise that that's actually proving you've drawn the drawing on location and so that's part of the urban sketching kind of evidence as it were I've invented the hashtag proof of plain air is one of the things so but for, for me drawing it makes you look and observe and and look deeply and carefully and and it's it's not just the shadows and the shapes and the proportions. Um, I like all of that and the materials. It's about entrances and people gathering and moving. I'm not so great at drawing people. Other others are, so I'm learning that a little bit. But I only drew in pencil when I sketched up until I joined Urban Sketches, and now I've 
branched out into, as you said, colours and, and inks and all sorts of things. But one of the things, the value of urban sketching is that I will do a drawing um, as an urban sketch. And of course, I travel on planes from time to time. I've got an iPad. I'll then draw the drawing from memory on the iPad a day or two later. And one thing I've learned is that my visual recall is extremely good um, and people are quite surprised and amazed. And I think, well, that's probably why I'm a designer is that I've always had a very strong visual sense and observational skills, but the sketching draws that out and records it in a really quite beautiful way. And then there's a lot of brilliant urban sketches around the world and so you just start to copy some of their styles and and borrow things and, and see techniques that you'd never really thought of existed before and sometimes I'll paint the scene in ink or in paint with a brush and then draw over the top of it which is a very different philosophy about how you construct an image because I've liked to rely on lines and things more so and historically so and it, it's it's very rewarding and um, you get more skills but also to me it helps my brain and helps remember and trains you in the sort of observation and so you get a more acute sense when you're looking at a place of what you're seeing and I'm constantly amazed with different urban sketches is that I'll, I'll go to a scene and I'll say gee that's nothing very special that scene there's no sunlight it's the proportions aren't right the the church over there is not it's not a good composition and so I say look I might just go somewhere else so you go somewhere else and then the person finishes the drawing and it's spectacular you think there's something in the scene that he saw that I couldn't see, and 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 so it means that you need to be a bit more, bit more um, sort of observant, perhaps, as to not dismiss things. Because what I have learned is that the most ordinary, simple scene actually can be quite beautiful. And one of the drawings I never had drawn an interior drawing ever until um, I started urban sketching, and so one of the drawings I do now is inside cafes or restaurants looking out onto the street and looking at the buildings across the street and I use a blue pen I don't know why I'd like blue so I've now got a whole set of drawings of looking through windows looking outside and you know, that sort of demonstrates the connection of inside to outside what you can see when you're inside and and that's the the essential urban transaction isn't it yeah, the, yeah the inside to outside and so so that's been really good for me to to do and then the, and people enjoy the drawings and that's nice and um and I've made a lot of good friends who are exceptional artists and interesting thinkers I've watched that community evolve through you following your Instagram feed yeah yeah and um but it's interesting is I think people Generally, you know, we really want to appeal to people beyond, you know, those of us who work professionally building cities. But, like, uh, sketching is a bit like public speaking. Everyone's scared of it, you know, like mm. everyone thinks that, oh, no, I could never do that sort of thing. But, you know, I, as you know, I dabble. You know, it's it's not that hard to learn the basics. And people would surprise themselves as to how much they're actually able to do. Yeah. But what I want to get to is that by doing that, people will actually understand their city a lot better. And I think, you know, to get to Absolutely. our theme, if you really want to learn to love your city, picking up a pen or a pencil and something and just sketching it a bit, will, will you will discover stuff that you never saw until you started no, no, doing that. You're spot on. And the other nice thing about urban sketching is that there is a strong collection or grouping of design professionals involved um, but I would say at least in my experience in Brisbane that's probably less than 10% of the people involved they're all different disciplines walks of life school teachers and some are artists some are lawyers some are nurses some are dentists you know doctors you know there's all sorts of different people involved and it's a simple thing and you know I think it's it's probably a bit like table tennis it's probably fairly easy to, to play and enjoy it um, it's hard to be brilliant at it you know, but I, I do. I'm now teaching people to get better at drawing, and um, and I do exercises where they draw from memory and, and things like that. And people are surprised that if they like, for example, draw a scene from a photograph, say, or, or in the street, take 25 minutes. Then I say, okay, draw it now in three minutes, and I put my clock or my watch on because 
in 20 minutes, you're sort of quite self-conscious about it. You're careful, you're thinking, you're observing. If you've got three minutes, you've just got to kind of be quick, you know, so you're a bit less self-conscious. And then I say, that's all really good. And then turn over your piece of paper, turn off the projector and say, draw it from memory. And people are actually shocked at how well they do. And so it just proves to anybody can really observe and through drawing, you can recall and remember. And, um, and I hope those are good lessons for people to be encouraged to keep doing it because they can actually see that they've got, you know, an innate skill as we all do in terms of observation and drawing. So that, it's really interesting, isn't it, what Peter's telling us, is that, you know, this is all about people who are doing it because they actually like, they get joy out of the creative component of sketching, but they're actually doing it of their city because they, they, that's what they really want to be sketching. A bit like photography, anyone can actually sketch at some level. Mm-hmm. It's not like you go, oh, I can never do that, I'm not artistic, you know, we People have these limiting beliefs about all these things. Like I would say, I'm not particularly artistic, but I can sketch because I've learned some basics, you know, yeah. and you just you just do whatever you can do. And there's no rule about it's no good, you know, it's just if you've done it and you like it, that's all that matters. Yeah, for sure. And th- you, you mentioned that you don't have to be an artist to do this. Uh, you also mentioned that you don't have to be a, an urban professional city builder to to be a good observer of cities. And I think that that's... Um, a really important message because we go to an art gallery, but we're not an artist. You know, we go to a gym, but yeah. we're not an athlete. Yeah. The point there for me is that it's a great subliminal message too, which is cities are, for me are the best gym. Cities yeah. for me are the best art galleries. Yeah. Cities for me are the best museums and they're the best places to go out and explore. You know, this is the landscape where people can, you know, we make the decision to go to an art gallery or museum, but there's lots of public art. Look at the architecture in our cities, good good and bad, even bad architecture is worth talking about. There is so much to see and, you know, we make the conscious decision to go and explore, you know, an art gallery or museum or or even go to the gym. Um, And, of course, the best incidental physical exercise you could do is actually just going for a walk or a ride in yeah, your, your own city. Walk to the gym or ride yeah. to the gym. But well, budget the, airlines, jump on a plane. You can get to and from a, a city near you for probably, you know, 50, 100 Australian or US yeah. dollars. Cities are wonderful places, as we know, and they offer so much variety. They are outdoor gyms. They're, um, they're places that they're, they're an art gallery writ large. But they're also, it's the people, isn't it? Ultimately, like the, the physical form of the city is a wonderful thing, but it's the interaction of the people that is actually what fascinates us, mm. I think. It's the intersection between people and place. Yeah. 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 But once again, going back to the shoes and the, the colours and the fashion and and you know all of the parts and obviously people in different cities have different you know dress styles and you know all of those yeah. sorts of things it really represents the culture and it's just the difference between the suits in sydney and the the hipsters in melbourne and the you know the shorts and t-shirts in brisbane and, and the you know the overcoats in adelaide and all of yeah. those sorts of things isn't yeah. it it's interesting too, and as as more travel, we're much more mobile as a, as a race now, particularly in the Western world, where relatively affluent people are always in from Brisbane going to Sydney or Melbourne for a weekend, and it's it's affected how we look at ourselves too. When I was growing up in Brisbane, it really was shorts and a t shirt and a pair of thong sandals, pluggers, and that was sort of the, co- the dress code. And then you'd go to Melbourne or Sydney and say, "Well, people actually, oh, I notice people actually dress a bit better down here. They they a bit sharper, you know." And the, so people in Brisbane now, like seriously, it gets to below twenty degrees in winter and people have got winter coats on because because they sort of culturally it's changed yeah people will kind of want to look sharper and have that opportunity it's a slightly cooler i'll put on my flash looking sort of southern gear you Mm. know yeah yeah okay what other tips would you give people for looking at cities what do you think i think it's a matter of thinking of all your senses we experience 
um, the city, not just by what we look at, what we see, which is mostly what we've been talking about, but we listen, we, we experience the city by what we hear, by what we smell, you know, and in fact by what we feel, um, because the, you know the, what we're walking on is, is is going to have a different texture. So there's so many aspects of the sensory city, you know, that 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 we experience. And one of the things I'd encourage people to do, I, I mean, I catch public transport a lot, you know, and you, I actually ever so often do a bit of a survey about how many people are uh, looking at their phone, how many people are reading a book, and how many people are actually not doing anything, they're just sitting there maybe looking out the window to see what's going on. And there's not many of that latter category, but, you know, I'd, I'd encourage you to do it. Like that scene that you're seeing every day will either have a rhythm that has some consistency that makes you feel comfortable, but it, it can get boring, but you'll see things that are different every day, you know? So so it's a wonderful way to sort of just think about your city. And then the other thing, of course, are the sounds of the city. And we're, we're sitting here at my place and we're hearing the odd bird uh, noise in the background. You know? uh, and having recently spent a lot of time living in a hotel in a 45-degree climate in, in Riyadh, I can tell you that, you know, I've you know, you can't underestimate the value of hearing a bird sing in the morning. I, I missed it terribly. Yeah, you're right. And the touch as well. Don't be afraid to, to touch things. You might want to wash your hands afterwards, depending on which city you're in. Uh, and, a, and the it, smells. Again, it's a natural human reaction, isn't it? When you when you see something that's interesting, you often want to touch it to understand how it feels or, you know, the, the textures and things. So it's just, just part of who we are, you know, and it's just another way of exploring a city. So we're not, are we encouraging people to go feel their city? Uh, you know, yeah, well, yeah, I think, yeah. Oh, well, I'm feeling it. Yeah, yeah. Are you feeling You're it? feeling it on a number of levels, that's yeah, right. I'm yeah, I'm feeling yeah. it. Yeah. No, for, for sure, I think there's, um, I think we just encourage people to sort of, if nothing else, think about how they want to improve or deepen their, their understanding, not only of their their own city, but maybe um, apply that to, okay, next time I'm going to go on holidays, what might I do differently just to sort of make sure that I can implant some of those experiences and those moments, you know? Another one I'd, I was discussing with my son just the other day was the smell of fresh bread. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that yeah. mean... Holy dooly. That, the smell that's got to be the best smell in the world, maybe. I once did, a, you know, as you know, run some tours that going to look at cities and interesting things that are going on. And one evening I just asked people just for filling a bit of time, you know, what what's your favourite smell? And it was really interesting what came out. I mean, one of them was cut grass, actually. Oh, know? mate. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I reckon that stinks. Yeah. <laughs> So people had all sorts of things, but, you know, bread did come up and, you know, some Mm. of those, uh, yeah. And, you know, what's your favourite sound? Surprising the number of people actually, favourite sound was rain on a tin roof, Mm. which I think probably harks back to another part of their their life that they enjoyed, Mm -hmm. you know, and so, but it's essentially city things, aren't they? You know, these Mm. are things that you'll only experience in the city because Mm -hmm. you're not going to go through the the chances of um, hearing rain on a tin roof when you're driving through or you're in a country town, maybe you'll hear it. but. Um, but you're not going to smell cooking bread, are you? No, you know, no. So. And, and you know, I've I've been to India, and I often describe India as a uh, Indian cities as cities with thousands of smells, a handful of which are really wonderful. <laughs> but in some ways, that's fun. Yeah, yeah. Know? And you know, and 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 the the noise in those cities is is it truly a cacophony? In India, you know why cow, cows wear bells around, don't you? Because they can't use their horn. Beep 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 beep. beep. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you, you've I, been to India, so you get was, that. I thought it was going to, you know, to frighten away cats, no. you know, to frighten away birds. I don't know. Of course, yeah, and yeah, once yeah. again, the noises in India, of course, they just they just 
beep yeah. to change yeah. lanes. Yeah. They actually just beep. Just yeah, beep. But it's not the aggressive beep. It's toot, 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 I'm here. Mm. It makes sure, you know. Yeah, so the sounds of a city is, a, is another way of understanding a city. The thing that most people don't think about is we have these things switched on all the time and we're experiencing them but we're not actually focusing on them. Mm, so the word you use, tuned in. Tuned in, yeah, yeah. If you stop for a minute and stop, you know, worrying about whatever it is you're worrying about you have to do next or you've got to do the next day or whatever, oh, I'm, I'm hearing things that are, you know, that are interesting. And so you just did, you know, you, you had this sort of basic human reaction to the sound of a bird song. Mm. Uh, and we have that all the time, but people don't. We're too all too busy doing stuff and, you know, kind of uh, to, to actually take a minute to, to enjoy it. And all of those things will, will help you enjoy where you live mm. if you stop and do it. So I'd be interested in some tips from you. Um, I, I went for a walk this morning and pulled up Google Maps first and said, where am I going to go? Yeah. Um, and I always start with the green spaces, uh, obviously. Um, and um, one of my things is I, I, like, I like going walking through cemeteries. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, every city has cemeteries. Mm. You know? Great place to walk a dog. And there, you know, you like some cemeteries are, are famous throughout the world because of the people who are mm. buried there, and, and it's th- worth stopping and having a look, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or and a the- main street. You know, you can't yeah. go wrong if you, you know, if yeah. you like, hunt out the main streets in your city because there's all sorts of interesting things from the architecture to to the people and the population and the, the masses. And I was walking through Queen Street Mall. Um, and I walked through Caxton Street on the way back here, and and the the rugby was about to be playing, and so culturally, well, I had a yeah. Queensland you, you, experience you saw Queensland last night. Pumping, yeah. And I came, I walked in the door really happy, didn't I? Yeah, yeah really. Yeah, you were you, you were jazzed. Yeah, I yeah, was. Yeah. Was jazzed. Yeah, yeah. but uh, you know that's right. I mean, I, I do different different things at different times. So mm-hmm. so yeah, I, I often if I'm somewhere I don't know, or even somewhere I do know, but I want to walk somewhere different, I'll, I'll get out a map and have a bit of a look and sort of just use that as a bit of inspiration about mm-hmm. where to go. But I'll often have a destination, which is usually a coffee shop or a main street or something, you know, because mm-hmm. I want to go and see that. But then you enjoy it on the way and the way back, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and another quick tip too: Google Maps is really interesting because. I had it in my mind that walking from the city to your place was going to be too far, but I bothered to take the 10 seconds it took to put your address in, hit the directions, and walked out. It was 48 minutes. Now, if I'd got a cab back here, first thing I would have done is say, okay, I need to get changed and go for a walk. Yeah. So it's really that sense of, you know, we often think just because it's the city or it's too far away, but... You know, anything, anywhere under an hour, if you've got a weekend, if you've got time, plug it into your phone and see if you can just say, let's let's see if we can brave the actual yeah, distance yeah. and, uh, um, and, and, the and thing is discover that, things on the way. The thing is that people will often, without even blinking an eye, walk those distances in other cities when they're on holiday. Mm. You know, it's just just something that you tend not to do in your in your home city, but you know, which will help you. See more your city, experience more your city, and it'll make you a bit healthier as well. Yeah. Get your get your flanner into yourself, huh? Yeah, yeah. So what are we saying? Let's sum this up. Yep. We're saying, you know, a great way to learn to love your city is to actually make sure you're experiencing it all the time when you, when you can. So you can use all your senses. You can use different skills to actually deconstruct it a little if you like. Take, take the city selfie, you know, be the flanner. Um, mm. Make you know, it a game with your kids, with yeah. your friends, with your mates. Yeah. I spy well, with my it's little the classic, eye. Isn't it? So you know that and that you will probably find that you will surprise yourself with the things that you have discovered in stuff that you think you've looked at every day of your life as part of your city. Mm. And there's nothing better than surprising yourself when it comes just to just day to day life, is there? Well, it, it's you know, it's it's an adventure. We take so much for granted. 
in the rush to do the next thing that that we miss a lot. Mm. So slow down, people. You yeah. know, experience uh, your city, and and you will find some things that you love. I mean, you'll find some things that annoy you too, but you know that's okay. That's all part of the part of the mix. Also, I think just to also close off, I think that's important. You will find things that annoy you. Um, but I would also, just in closing, encouraging people to think about maybe finding out what the local city council wants to do because they're always trying to engage and connect with you and they'll come up with thoughts, ideas, opportunities and community engagement exercises that will encourage you to look at specific things. Your local park might get redeveloped. They want to hear your opinion. So it might be worth going down to the local council, finding out what they want your opinion on Make that the topic of what you want to go and look at, and then you can give some feedback, and then you can fix the things that you don't like. You can make a difference. You know, people do plan for these cities, and, you you know, you've got an opportunity to have a say. I'd just encourage you to be the change you want to see in the city, which means getting out, looking at it, and understanding what your city is and how you fit into it. Mm -hmm.